24 billion hours are wasted each year because of unproductive meetings. This is simply a staggering number. Approximately 83% of employees will spend over a third of their work week in meetings. I mean, it's no wonder then that most of us see meetings as a monumental waste of time. Like Mark Twain said in Of Mice and Men, not all meetings are the same. We spend too much time in meetings. But there is an exception to this. The one-to-one meeting. This time is sacred. It is a real opportunity to build the relationship between you and your direct reports. The problem is most are done poorly. I believe the one-to-one meetings are must-do, can't-miss meetings. This is your single best opportunity to listen to what your team are saying. Not pay lip service, but to listen. It's in these situations that you can learn what's going on from your team's perspectives. What is working? What is not working? It is a safe space to talk, without judgment or bias. This is how you build trust with people. But here's the thing. It's not about you, it's about your employee. It's not a time for updates. It's a time for the employee to raise what's on their mind. It's not a tick box exercise. It's an opportunity to connect with your team. The purpose of a one-to-one meeting is to listen and then clarify. This is to then understand what direction each person working for you wants to head in and in turn, what is blocking them from achieving that. With that in mind, here are my six tips for having super productive one-to-one meetings. Number one, the right mindset. If you get your mindset right, your one-to-ones will be drastically better. Once I stopped thinking about them as meetings and switched to treating them as valued catch-ups with trusted individuals, it all changed. This was about spending time to get to know someone better. This little change yielded much better conversations because remember, the purpose is to allow a safe and comfortable space for your team members to be open with you. Number two, frequency. This goes beyond the recurring event status in your calendar because one-to-ones are not a one-and-done thing. The challenge we face is that time doesn't scale. We can't make more time, but we can be more concerted over how we spend it. The frequency will also directly impact your relationships. Your one-to-one meetings should be a natural bottleneck. It will be a limit to how many direct reports a boss can have. Personally, I like to meet with my teams for 50 minutes a week. With five direct reports, this equates to just under five hours a week. This means a lot of listening. And when done properly, listening is hard work. Even though I'm a life coach, I don't have endless reserves of concentration. That's why I want to make sure my teams have my best. Don't cancel 10 minutes in advance. Don't move the meeting frequency. And don't answer emails when your teams are talking. The takeaway? Number of direct reports constrains the number of one-to-ones you can have. Number three, show up. The most important advice for one-to-one meetings is to just show up. This means bringing your best self. There's no point just going through the motions. So don't turn up and mentally be elsewhere. This time may be the highlight of your direct reports week, especially if they have something that's been bothering them and want to talk it through with you. So be present. Ignore all the noise. Don't lose focus. Giving 50 minutes uninterrupted time is the least you can do. One way to help here is to think, I'm here to make a difference in the life of this person, so why not invest in them? This will pay back big time in the long run. So no matter what fires are up during the day, don't cancel your one-to-ones. So the takeaway here is be present, be there. Number four, not your agenda. The short answer is this is not your meeting. It's not for you. It's for your direct report. It is super important that they set the agenda for the one-to-one meeting then. This means you listen to what matters to them. That doesn't mean an agenda isn't needed though. 
If you want to do a structured agenda, say so in advance. But don't get cross if you don't say anything, and then don't get what you want. Regardless of the situation, the agenda should be set by your direct report, not by you. So the takeaway? To reinforce that and So the takeaway? To reinforce that point? The agenda should not be set by you. Number five is follow up. The one to one is not just a forum to chat, it allows you to ask follow up questions. The purpose is twofold. Firstly, it shows you are listening, and secondly, it shows you care. Questions to help include How can I help? What can I do or stop doing that would make this easier? What are you working on that you don't want to work on? Do you not want to work on it because you're not interested in it or because you think it's not important? Have you talked to other members of the team about your concerns? The last question is about encouraging people to raise the issue directly with each other, not solve the problem for them. It is easy for the mind to go blank, especially when paying attention to your conversation. That's why having several questions ready is super helpful. The book, and the next question is, is a great resource to have. But please remember, not to prejudge the question you want to ask, because if there is something you want to ask, write it down. If the conversation moves in a different direction, this point may no longer be relevant so you can let it go. But don't hold on to the point you want to make, tuning out of the conversation, as this will only give the impression you are not listening. Which, in that case, is probably true. Number six, signs you're failing. There is no doubt that one-to-ones are valuable meetings. That said, there is an equal and opposite reaction. One-to-ones give you early signs that you are getting it wrong as a boss. This may be hard to hear, but wouldn't you rather know ASAP that things aren't working? I think so. So here are some signals to look out for. Lots of cancellations. If people who report to you cancel too often, it's a sign your partnership is not fruitful for them. Updates only. These are not opportunities for just for updates, rather encourage a direct report to use the time more constructively. Only good news. If you only hear good news, it's a sign people don't feel comfortable coming to you with their problems. No criticism. If they never criticise you, you're not good enough at getting guidance from your team. Lack of agenda. If they consistently come with no topics to discuss, this is a bad sign. Instead ask, this is your time, but you don't appear engaged. Can I ask why? This is precious time your direct reports get to spend with you, so give it the respect it deserves. It's about giving your directs what they need. Sometimes the conversation may not even be about work. And yes, this might feel a little bit like therapy at times, but that's okay. This is about what they need but try to end on a note of appreciation and gratitude. Don't say anything you're not comfortable with, but giving an affirmation means a lot to employees. A simple thank you, I really appreciate the work you're doing, is hugely powerful. And with that, I'll see you next week. Cheers.